also subscribe, you dummies. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Inhale Your Ego. Um, did you guys like the intro? The intro is kind of something I threw together. Um, it took me about 30 minutes to make on GarageBand. If you were wondering, I'm pretty sure you didn't ask, but it's okay. Um, so I am your host, Jasmine Cooks. And once again, this is Inhale Your Ego. And on today's topic, we are going to be talking about black at a PWI. So, it's weird to me how the high school that I went to stressed me to go to a uh, HBCU. They stressed the idea of the history between it all and why you should go there and this, that, and the third. So I'm like, this whole time in high school, freshman year, sophomore year, even junior year, I was stressed. I mean, I was, it was, it was put in my head the idea that I needed to go to HBCU. And they did a, they don't do a real good job at, you know, expressing other colleges and universities that, you know, like a PWI or just some community college or, I mean, not some community college, but like community colleges, they really didn't stress that out to me. So in my head, it was just implanted, you need to go to HBCU because you are black. That's pretty much how it was enforced through all my high school years. So when I'm applying for colleges, it just didn't feel right. And it's not because I don't want to go, I didn't, or I'm against the idea of HBCU. That's not what I'm saying. It was just weird because I know I'm black. You can look at me and I'm black, as you can, I'm black. And <laughs> it's weird to me that you want me to just go to a predominantly black school. Why can I not be at a white school? Why can't I go to a white college? Not saying they told me, they didn't tell me. Not that they wasn't saying that I, not that they were saying that I couldn't go. It was just the whole idea of, okay, why can't I? You know, like, why aren't you telling me about other schools? So well, I took the initiative to look at other schools um, when I was doing my college search. And what was surprising to me is that there were black kids that went to PWIs. Because I was so enclosed in the whole idea of you need to go to HBCU no matter what. That when I saw black girl at this white school, I'm like, whoa, this is different. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just going to I'm just going to come out and say um, I go to Bradley University in Peoria, Illinois. I was trying to keep that not in the public, but, you know, it's kind of too late for that. But it go along with what I'm talking about today. So. I go to Bradley University in Peoria and my sisters through marriage went to Bradley and they absolutely loved it. And everyone else that went to um, Bradley that my mom know of, or I know of, my neighbor across the street actually goes to here now. And she is involved and she, you know, pretty much likes it and stuff like that. I didn't know anything about Bradley until I saw her banner across the street and saying that this is where she's going. This is the trunk party. It's May 1st. This is 
this is where we're going in life. So I looked at it. I'm like, I ain't even finna trip about it. Um, I'm going to make a separate podcast to seniors in high school on how to not stress about college acceptances because I was so stressed about that. I did not get the score that I wanted to get. And a lot of the schools that I applied for was high tier and really didn't co-assign with the score that I got. What I got, what did I get like? Oh, I'm going to save for another podcast. Y'all's going to get into it. But pretty much I just went and applied for those schools anyway. And even though it was during COVID and stuff like that, a lot of schools were waiving the um, requirement for the score. So I'm like, no, I feel like that's going to cheat my way into school. Let me use the score that I got. And if it wasn't COVID, this is where I will legit be accepted to. This is where I will get accepted to with every single piece of requirement before COVID. I submitted my test scores, my grades, letter recommendations. I did all that. And I got into Bradley. And not only did I get into Bradley, I was offered a full ride scholarship. And so that's big. You know what I'm saying? Um, free tuition, like that that's that's big to me. Hopefully it's big to you. But that's that's huge. So I was excited. You know, I was excited about the acceptance. I was excited about going. I did um campus um what was it, campus tours? I think I went on campus twice for a campus tour, the orientation. I've been on the campus, you know, and had a like a mini tour around. And I actually liked it. Bradley's small. Bradley's a smaller school. It's not big. It's mid-size. That's what they like to say. But it's really small. It's not like the smallest school ever, but it's it's small. So it's it's so you could get around. Like I think I make it to class in like three to four minutes. Well, that's just depending on where you at. But anyway, wherever your dorm is, so whatever. Anyway, it's small. So I was um excited about telling my um my advisor in high school about it I was like oh my god I got my first full ride she's oh my god what school and I'm like it's Bradley University she took a pause and she was like what is that and I'm like it's a school in Peoria Illinois first of all I don't know nothing I still don't know nothing about Peoria I'm still learning there's a bunch of things to do hopefully I can do a podcast on that once I actually get out of the dorm room and go places but until then I don't know Jack okay I don't know nothing about Peoria so I was telling her she was like oh okay well good job like wait what does that mean one two she was like oh well did you look into Hampton why would I apply to another school if this school right here is giving me a full ride? And I don't know. I kind of just left it alone. I really didn't tell her nothing else about my journey because I was just like, didn't, why? You know what I'm saying? Like, why are you questioning me not going to an HBCU? Like, it's just all weird to me. So even the person that I was dating at the time, he actually goes to Morehouse right now. Very proud of him. I think he got a full ride to uh, Morehouse, too. He's very smart and intelligent. So we was going, we were sitting down and talking about, he he um enrolled, well, no, not enrolled. Blah. He um applied for Bradley. He got into Bradley, too. So I was, like, excited, like, okay, you should go because I'm going. But, no, I never would, like, want him to go in a direction he don't want to go into. I was just saying that just to be funny. 
but I'm so proud he goes to Morehouse and he's doing well but at the time um I, I told him well I think this is where I want to go like this is you know what I'm saying like at first I'm gonna be honest I wasn't feeling it when I was on campus, but once they started telling me about what to do on campus and how to get around and what to join, that's when I started to be like, okay, I think this is where I want to go. So when I was telling him all about it, first of all, it's not like he wasn't interested. He kind of was just, you know, doubting the school a little bit because it wasn't an HBCU. He, he made a comment saying, oh, you're going to come back talking white. And it's like, how do you, how, how, why would you say that? Like, first of all, I am myself still, and I still am. Nobody's really themselves, first of all. I'm still trying to find myself, but I got a pretty good idea of who I am. And that's not going to change no matter who I'm around. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, well, that's not happening. And what if I said, oh, you're going to come back more blacker? Like, what does that mean? You know what I'm saying? So I'm just like, um, I didn't, I, what people need to understand, and what I was talking about, I was talking to my best friend about this, because she goes to Clark Atlanta. She went to Clark Atlanta because she was not around her culture, her black culture, because she um, lived in Utah and she went to a predominantly white school. You know, she's used to being around white kids. So when she gets around her kind, it's kind of like, okay, where do I fit in? You know what I'm saying? Not where do I fit in, but how can I be more prone to being around my people? So that is her valid reason of going to HBCU. I will see if you were in her case. And the rose is reversed with me because I have been to predominantly black elementary, middle, high school all my life and you have to sit and realize that as much as everybody want everything to be just all black it's not it's not so you have to surround yourself around other people other cultures other races there are going to be people that are racist but you can't subject everybody to be racist because you ran into this one racist person or you see something on social media and you just think everybody that's white is fucking racist. It's that doesn't it doesn't work like that. You know what I'm saying? And there's kids at Bradley that freely say the N-word. And I'm gonna stop using the N-word. You know, it's been so built into my vocabulary. I'm actually gonna stop using it because first of all, it's in a lot of songs. One, two. When black people say nigga, I said it. When black people say the word, they usually generalize everybody in that one word. First of all, I had to talk about this on Thanksgiving. I asked my uncle how he felt. And he said, honestly, the word is still bad. You took the er and put a uh, it's still the same word. And I'm like, yeah, I guess you're right. So when we use it in music and we use it as a general term for everybody, it gave them some type of um, comfortability to say it. So you got to sometimes snap them out and be like, that's not a general word. That's not, you know how to be like, 
hey guys, you know, it's, it's kind of like, hey guys, guy is a male, but when you see a girl, a boy, a girl, a boy, or all girls, or all guys, you say, hey guys, what's up? So it's kind of used as a general term, and they just so used to hearing it. You know, sometimes they, you know, use it freely. But some of these white kids on this campus, they say it and they know they saying it when they know they not supposed to be saying it. Not saying I'm going to give every white person a freebie for saying it. But part of the reason on why they feel like they can say it is because of us. So. We all should just not say it at this point. Like, it's already enough going on. It was literally a whole situation I had to deal with. Um, this black girl accused this one girl that's not black of saying the N-word. Saying nigga. And she broke down in tears. She started crying and all this type of stuff. She was like, I did not say that. It's too much going on in this world for you to be accusing me. And she's sitting in front of all black girls in this meeting including myself and my roommate and she's just trying to be you know explain to us like she did not say that is and the third and then the girl the black girl that reported her was just all of a sudden saying well actually i think it was her but i don't know for sure and i'm just like how can you say that you know what i'm saying how can you come up with the allegations if you're not strong about it because of the authority that I am a part of on campus, I went and reported that. I am um, a student senator on campus. I love being a senator. I mentioned that in my last podcast. I really do love being a senator. It's fun. You know, you get to do certain stuff. You get to hear people's opinion and their voices. And, you know, you get to make a change. I really like doing that. And I really feel like I'm not going to be able to do that next semester because I got a class at the same time we got meetings. And I'm just like, I got to talk to somebody and then I'm kind of in bad standing anyway. So, anyway, I have my doubts about coming here because I, it was still a part of me that was like, how am I going to fit in? You know what I'm saying? How am I going to prove not prove myself but how can I show myself to others that don't know me and how are they going to accept me you know what I'm saying it wasn't the fact that I was scared of not making friends I think the whole thing was like I want everybody to accept me and then at the end of the day I got to realize too that everybody's not gonna like you so you know I don't know why I was afraid of that was the only thing so when I actually got on campus, first of all, my roommate is from Chicago as well. She's black. So that made me comfortable. You know, you still got to be around your own kind. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? So I got on Bradley's campus, and I'm like, okay, they, they have some things to offer. I'm seeing black kids here and there, this, that, and the third. I was getting excited. They had a whole D9 step show. If you don't know what D9 is, that's all the black fraternities and sororities. They had a whole damn step show. And that's how I, that was it for me. Like, I felt automatically comfortable and automatically wanted to get out there. Because Bradley accepts that. 
being a PWI. They accept that. So the fact that they even accepted that, it was like, they don't just look at race. That's how I see it. Despite the racist people on campus, the overall is there's somebody that's, you know, in higher power that doesn't believe in just separate being separate separation of race. They don't believe in it because it wouldn't be no damn denying on campus. It wouldn't. So there are black kids that go to PWIs. I just don't I just feel like. First of all, HBCUs is for its people, but they don't give y'all no money. I'm just saying that right now. They are stingy when it comes to money. They don't like to give big scholarships unless you impress them, unless you did something that impossible, unless you just just a good kid. These PWIs throwing money everywhere. They literally just sent me an email saying, you got a grant. Fill out this Google form and the grant's yours. They literally throw money every now and then. These HBCUs, you can't get a damn dime if you wanted to. They might give you a few thousand dollars, but what's that going to cover? Five months of one year out of four years of you being there? That ain't nothing. So, I mean... I mean, if they for their people, they should give they should give y'all a little more chain chain. But I'm just saying, you know, sometimes you know it's just I don't know. I, I I don't even know what to say. I don't really know. I don't have a direct thought on that. But I just I noticed that, and I noticed that from other people that go there, they like, dang, this school forty thousand dollars, and they only gave me three thousand dollars to go there. What is that? Four thousand dollars a year? A year? How long are you going to school? Four years. Mostly, most people going for four years. That's $160,000. And they give you $3,000 as a scholarship. That's it. That's all they can do. Really? Really? Do they know this school is overpriced? You know what I'm saying? Bradley, I think Bradley's 40K. Is either 40K or 48-something? I don't know. I want to leave you looking at that, really, honestly. But... They like to give money. <laughs> they like to give money to their students. And I'm not, like, trying to pull more black people into going into PWI. I just wanted to bring this out as an awareness because this is something that needs to be addressed. Why do people, why do black people, and black parents have a play in this too, why do they feel like they need their child to go to an HBCU in order for them to get, to be successful? First of all, the major, I'm in criminology. Yeah, I'm about to work with the feds. <laughs> no, for real though. <laughs> but I am in criminology. That is my major. You know, even though 50% of men, this is a scientific fact that I learned in class. Even though 50% of men incarcerated are black, what's the other 50? I got to get familiar around being up with other people because honestly i went to utah i went to utah last may went to utah because i told y'all in the beginning of the podcast or whatever i told i told y'all that my best friend she had you know her peoples are in utah i went to utah when i tell you i was so uncomfortable because it was white people everywhere everywhere i didn't see not one drop of black i didn't see no brown no nothing and I felt the most uncomfortable. 
And then my friend is black than black. She's darker than me. Beautiful skin. So much melanin. She glowing. And her family has good melanin skin as well. So we the blackest of the black standing around all these white people and we just, you know, everybody looking. There was some racist people. You could tell under that mask that they was because of the way it showed in their eyes. I already knew. And that made me uncomfortable. Even the white people that were so nice and be like, hi, hi, hi. Like, even that, that made me uncomfortable because I felt like that was wrong. Like, why are they speaking to me? And I wanted to get out of that mindset. That's not a good mindset to be at. Yes, there is a lot of racial things going on right now when it comes to the police. And when I say criminal justice, I'm not about to be a police officer. Please. Just because I am in criminology, that does not mean I'm about to work for the police. I know I just said I'm about to work with the feds, but I was kidding. I'm actually working in... I actually... um. I just left from that class, actually. I'm actually thinking about doing juvenile justice, working in the juvenile justice system. We actually just learned about that an hour ago, and I was like, yeah, I think I want to go on that route. I like kids. I like watching Beyond Scared Straight. That has something to do with kids, and it has something to do with the juvenile system that helps them get their life back in order. I'm into all that stuff. Then you watching Murray, Maury, and Jerry, uh, not Jerry Springer, blah, Maury and Steve Wilkos and they bring their kids on the show. Like, I don't know. It's something about kids. Kids, you know, that go through things. Um, need help. Adults, if you're an adult causing crime, you know what you're doing. But some kids, you know, they do things out of things that they're going through at home. Stuff like that. So I want to help. Anyway, I'm getting off topic. But pretty much, I'm totally okay and being at this school. I'm totally okay. I'm having fun. I'm involved. I know people. My neighbors are so nice. And they have the most Europeanness in them. They are nice. They're great people. There's great people all across this floor. And there's some issues, like I said. But the overall is they're really this school is not that bad. It's really good. It's good. And so I actually made a TikTok. <laughs> I made a TikTok about my undercover PWI that got a lot of 50 50 opinions on that. I mean, what did I say? I meant, I meant um, HBCU. I put my undercover HBCU. That was some back and forth. But I had good intentions on why I said that. First of all, I didn't mean, like, this is a HBCU that nobody know about. Y'all should come here. That's not what I meant, and I could have worded it wrong, but my intentions, most of the people that saw that TikTok understood where I was coming from because of the description that I put in the TikTok. I pretty much said, um, thought my roommate was back. I'm sorry. I'm looking at the door like, I hear keys. Anyway, but pretty much... I put, well, well, pretty much in the TikTok, I put, this is a school, a PWI. This is, a, I put hashtag PWI. I put, this is a PWI that nobody looks at, nobody thinks about, 
people don't know about that has a lot of HBCU contributions and appreciations. That's all I was saying. And some people was like, well, you need to think of the H in HBCU. I know what HBU, I know what that HBCU, I know what it means. I know what the H means. Historical. Historically. History. I know what it means. That's not what I meant. They appreciate black excellence. They appreciate the black culture, black organizations. That's what I meant. And you, it's underlooked at a PWI. And that's all that TikTok was trying to bring awareness of. That TikTok was trying to bring this topic that we're talking about today, right now. That's that's what I was trying. That's what I was trying to talk about. But of course, that did not go off right to everybody, because everybody's so sensitive nowadays. The same people that watched Boondocks, Loader Squad, growing up on Adult Swim is the same sensitive people, but we're going to talk about that in another episode because <laughs> that's a whole new topic that I need to have a whole podcast on. So pretty much if you're African-American and you feel like you are not going to fit in at a, at a PWI, it's definitely going to be awkward. It's definitely going to, you know, you're going to have your times. But there are schools like Bradley and other Illinois um, schools that people go to. And you're going to fit right in. You have to make your crowd. Don't be afraid of other races looking at you up and down like, mm, you ain't white. Mm. Because it, 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 uh, it's people like that. But everybody isn't like that. And I think that's where everything got messed up at. Everybody's subjective one race into thinking just every single European ancestry blood of the Europeans. <laughs> Everybody white is racist, and that's just not it. So that is pretty much the end of Inhale Your Ego. Once again, I'm your host, Jasmine Cooks, and thank you for listening. Bye.